This is Andy Thomas from the Masculine Journey podcast, where we discover what it means to be a wholehearted man. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. You want to know why this outfit got kicked out of? Blind man could see it in a minute. They don't look like soldiers. They don't act like soldiers. Why should they be expected to fight like soldiers? About 15 minutes, we're going to start turning these boys into fanatics, razors. They'll lose their fear of the Germans. Only hope to God they never lose their fear of me. I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath. Scared to rock the boat and make a mess. So I said quietly, agreed politely. I guess that I forgot I had a choice. I let you push me past the breaking point. Christian Carguy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. You held me down, but I got up. Get ready, because I've had enough. I see it all. I see it now. I got the eye of the tiger. The fighter. Dancing through the fire. Cause I am a champion. Who is sin's ruler? <laughs> yes, you heard me right. Who is sin's ruler today on the Christian Car Guys show? You might be surprised who actually is sin's ruler. And so there you go. There's there's General Patton. You might have heard him. You know, if, if my management experience in life, if you want to see an example of a ruler or somebody who was taking charge because, you know, when I was a young sales manager and the salespeople were running all over me, my boss was my father. And my father said to me, son, when in charge, take command. I mean, and and it was like, (laughs) take command. So I, I, I kind of got it. And, And I, and I, saw some things, but if you listen carefully to Katy Perry there in her song, You're Gonna Hear Me Roar, listen to this. If you picture this young sales manager, he's supposed to be in charge, right? And these salespeople are doing what they want to do because, you know, I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath, scared to rock the boat and make a mess. So I sat quietly, agreed politely. I guess I forgot I had a choice. I let you push me past the breaking point and I stood for nothing. So I fell for everything. So you're going to hear her roar. <laughs> so this has a lot to do and everything to do with Genesis 4-7 where Cain, you know, he had this situation with the offering and God's going to give him a plan. 
where he's going to talk to him about sin and how to deal with it. And yes, you might have guessed that you are sin's ruler, because in Genesis 4, 7, it says, if you do well, he's talking to Cain, he said, you shall be accepted. But if you don't do well, sin lieth crouched at your door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and you should rule over him. So that's kind of where we're going with all this. So I, I've got an example of this that, that, that God taught me along the way that just stuck down in my heart. So, you know, when I was, again, climbing up whatever ladder I had in the car dealership world, I had a choice. I was the actual general manager of Crown Dodge in Greensboro, North Carolina, and Funny, funny story, actually. On a Friday night, we were trying to sell this um, Suzuki, and we did something that we called back in those days a spot delivery, which that's when somebody's credit has been approved, but you go ahead and put them in the car because you don't want them to go somewhere else and buy a car, even though they're not approved, and you hope you're going to get them approved over the weekend. (laughs) And if you don't, it goes badly, and that practice has long since been outlawed, but it was pretty common back in those days, and we were pretty aggressive, so we did that. Well, this young lady went out, got drunk, hit a state policeman (laughs) with this car. So I knew all about this Sunday. I was getting through the details of what we were going to deal with because this car that we had spot delivered had hit this, you know, state policeman and all this stuff was going on. So very first thing Monday morning, I get a call from the whole owner of Crown, the Crown organization, which was a big deal. His name was Royce Reynolds. He had an office that was in the downtown Greensboro, you know, Pontiac store. Like, man, if you had to go up to that office... This, this may not look good. So I get this call first thing Monday to go up to Royce's office. And so, <laughs> you know, I climb the steps up to this Taj Mahal and his secretary, whose name was Susan Bray, I can still remember this moment completely. She looks at me and she's just shaking her head like, this is not going to go good. <laughs> I got a bucket and a sponge over here waiting for you to finish. <laughs> So Royce is sitting there, and a couple of his other generals are right with him, you know, right there, and and there's obviously witnesses, and if you know, I'm like, okay, this is this is not going to be good. So they sit me down, and and Royce looks at me and he says, "So do you know why you're here?" And I said, "Well, I'm I'm guessing it has something to do with a Suzuki." <laughs> and he says, "Suzuki," and I went, "Oh, <laughs> what Suzuki?" So I go on to describe to him what has happened with the Suzuki, right? And I can see like steam coming out of his brain while I'm watching this explanation. And he says, and I can't use all the words that he used, (laughs) but essentially he said, you mean I am going to promote the stupidest blah, 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 blah in the Crown organization to the most profitable store in the whole chain? I've got a complete idiot that's fixed it. And I'm just like, promote (laughs) so so we had a store it was the crown honda volvo store and 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 to royce's great credit i still i still don't believe this day went down the way it did but he went on and promoted me and he said now here's the problem with this store and here's how you're being why you're being promoted is that the service manager of this store was a captain in the special forces in the 101st airborne division and he is a very strong leader and no general manager can ever seem to get a handle on this guy. And 
essentially, I'm going to tell you this story. We're driving to Chapel Hill, and he, he's talking to me about all this stuff from Greensboro, you know, and, he, and he's really treating me like a son. It was a beautiful trip. I'll never forget it. And he says, Robbie, I'm going to tell you a story, and this will help you out. And he says, my brother and I were once riding horses. And we, we went for a ride. We lived in Alabama, and we got out on the horse, and there was a bridge. And when my brother's horse got up on the bridge, it reared up and bucked him off. And he's laying on the ground, and I said, Jim, I was his older brother, I said, you got you to gotta get control of that horse. you got to show him who's boss. And he goes, all right, smarty, I'll show me if you're so good. You know, you, you make this horse go across this bridge. He goes, okay. So he gets off his horse, and he goes and gets a fairly large branch. I won't call it a stick, because he said it was about as big around as his arm. And he gets on the horse, and the horse goes up to the bridge, rears up like it's going to buck him off, and he takes that branch, and he nails him across the head. Bam! (laughs) He said the horse just kind of shuddered, and then it walked very gently across the rest of the bridge. And so he was, he looked at me at that point in time and he said, do you understand? And I said, yes, sir, I understand. Okay. So he drops me off and I meet Troy Mills, who was this, you know, guy used to be captain of the special force, wonderful man too, ended up being one of my best friends. But anyway, so about two days into this journey, this service man my, my sales manager is out unloading a car you know the the car carrier comes in and i watch my new car manager go out and he's unloading this car with it and i'm like what in the world and i'm like zimmerman get in here we got customers in here that need to buy a car your job is to be a sales manager oh no no troy's got me my job is when these cars come in <laughs> what, what what in the world uh, you know and i'm like no you're gonna stay in here and be a sales manager and I will deal with Troy when he comes up. So I go out to the car carrier, tell him to go in the service department, find somebody to unload the car because my cars, because my sales manager is clearly not going to be the one who does this. So, you know, predictably, in about 30 seconds, here comes Troy, and you can tell that he's more than a little bothered, and, and he's like, what do you think you're doing? You've been here three days, and you're just taking over. You're making all these changes. What do you, you know, I'd rock the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and he was clearly highly upset. And he says, well, I'm going to call Morgan Mann. Now, Morgan Mann was over all the service departments of Olive Crown. He was a really, really, really big deal. And everybody was really afraid of him. But honestly, it just never really bothered me that much. But when, when Troy said that to me, I said to him, Troy, you go ahead and call Morgan. You can use my phone right here. I'll use my cell phone to call Royce. And then we're going to find out who runs Crown Honda Volvo. And we come back, you'll find out the rest of that story. But we want to hear your story. When you were in command, did you take charge? And what does that have to do with being in charge of sin? Well, we got a lot to talk about today on the Christian Car Guys show. Want to hear your stories? 866-348-7884. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. You held me down, but I got up. Get ready, because I've had enough. I see it all. I see it now. I got the eye of the tiger. The fire. Dancing through the fire. Because I 
you are going to hear me roar today. Who is sin's ruler? And I'm telling you, we were talking about my friend Troy Mills and Royce Reynolds. That My friend Troy Mills, he was a captain in the 101st Airborne, and if you went into his office, Bill, he had his captain bar still on his... <laughs> and then there was like a... 150 caliber shell, this great big shell that was in front of it. And, you know, he had his black beret hanging out. You know, you you got the picture that, you know, this was nobody. He that... wanted you to know he was in charge. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you had a sense of all that. So, I mean, he had a, a command presence that was, you know, strong. And so there I was. And he said, well, you know, I'm going to call. Morgan Mann, which was his boss, and overall his service. And I said, well, we're going to call Royce Reynolds. I'm going to call him on my cell phone, and we're going to find out who runs Crown Honda Volvo. And, you know, so you just hang on there. Well, you have never seen such an attitude shift in your entire life. I, 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 I have, I'll never, ever forget this moment. It was like apparently the stick had come across the head of Troy Mills. And he looked at me, and he said, no. You're in charge of Crown Honda Volvo. Yes, sir. I'll get somebody to unload those cars. And, and from that moment, Troy Mills was an amazing service manager for Crown Honda Volvo. I mean, he did. He was just an awesome guy in an office, awesome friend. You know, I don't know. Coincidentally, he and Royce Reynolds both went to be with the Lord in the last six weeks. Um. You know, Royce was considerably older than Troy. Troy had had a stroke. and But anyway, years later, I mean, this was probably 30 years ago. You know, we were still, we we're still good friends. But, uh, you know, that, that you're going to hear me roar part. Did you know you're born with that stuff? Well, I've certainly babysat some children that, am I, I, I've known some children that, yes, came out roaring. Yeah, my grandson, for a long time. my grandson, my son's son, you know, so the heir apparent of the Dillmore <laughs> legacy. <laughs> Last night, we were over his house. He's four years old, and he had decided he was King Kong. And he, is, he was, you know, going up against his brother. And if you could have heard the roar, I mean, every time he would begin to engage with him, this, this scream of a roar, it was, it was right there. So... What does this have to do with sin? And it's got everything to do with it because God was giving Cain the keys to the kingdom right here. He's, he's saying to Cain, buddy, you know, if we take this, this whole verse down, it says, God told him, if you do well, you will be accepted. So that word well, if you really study it, and I did, and I love it, actually has to do with being merry, like being happy. Which speaks to, if you remember the verse before, he said, Cain, what you so upset about? You know, why is your countenance fallen? So God is saying, wait a minute, if you did this stuff right, you'd be happy, right? Like his brother's happy. And so the issue with his happiness has to do with how he did. And honestly, just wasn't paying attention. I don't think Cain set out to have a bad, you know, sacrifice <laughs> or to kill his brother for that matter. He... he he just wasn't paying attention and have his priorities in the right place. And Bill certainly speak to that. But all was not lost at this point because he said that sin is crouched, lying at your door. I mean, it, it wants to pounce you. 
it, but then it says thou shalt rule. And, and if you really look at that, and believe me, I've spent a lot of time looking at it this week. I really enjoy doing it. The verb that's in front of rule is 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 just one letter. It's a it's a tub. It means the end of the story is you rule. <laughs> okay, it's like don't forget, Cain. You rule. You know, I told you to you know subdue the earth, have dominion over it. You you rule. You have some authority here. Now. The whole thing is authority, if you look at it, and you, you look inside the Royce Reynolds story a minute, okay? Because remember, it was his Morgan Mann authority that was up against my Royce Reynolds authority. Well, if you're coming up against sin, don't make me have to call Jesus. <laughs> are, are, you, are you getting the picture? I mean, sin is crouched right there, and, and sin wants to call his you know, Morgan Mann devil. But you have phenomenal kingdom resources that you are bestowed as a, as, a, as a child of the king. So you have awesome friends, which, by the way, sometimes you need to roar so that your friends will know you got trouble. You got angels. Do you know that? We literally have angels. And we have the ability to call on these kind of resources. Unbelievable in, the, in these circumstances. But best of all, yes, don't make me have to call Jesus, okay? <laughs> Bill's always, I love the way you look at me. Uh, I say, I like calling Jesus. I'm always looking for a good reason to do so. <laughs> Right, but if you remember the time, and I bet you do, where Paul was facing the demons, right? And they're like, no, not Paul, but the other guy got his, got all beat up because they oh, we know who Paul is. And we know Took who his this clothes guy. off and right. kicked him out into the street. Right, we don't know who you are, so they beat the heck out of him, mm -hmm. right? What was it that, you know, that because they respected authority and people that were walking in, the, in authority. And so, you know, Paul, we know... You know, Jesus, we know. We don't have a clue who you are. And, and so it's time to roar, okay, buddy? You know, it's time to step up. And, and, and it's an amazing thing to me how people love strength. In other words, those other people that are in your kingdom, whatever that looks like in your world, Right, your children, or life's well, more comfortable if you're following somebody who's really strong and you believe they're making really good decisions. Then you can think about the scenery that's going by as you drive down the road. So originally, I thought that you know my Royce Reynolds trumped, no pun intended, his Morgan Man, or my Jesus trumps your devil. <laughs> No, I'm not saying that. But anyway, 866, we would love your story. 866-348-7884, your story. When did you rule or when did you know somebody who did? You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. You want to know why this outfit got kicked out of? Blind man could see it in a minute. They don't look like soldiers. They don't act like soldiers. Why should they be expected to fight like soldiers? 
About 15 minutes, we're going to start turning these boys into fanatics, razors. They'll lose their fear of the Germans. Only hope to God they never lose their fear of me. I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath. Scared to rock the boat and make a mess. So I said quietly, agree politely. Who is Sin's ruler today? You might be surprised. It is, in fact, us <laughs> today on the Christian Car Guy Show. Who is Sin's ruler? We would love to hear your, actually, we got a caller calling in right now, but we would love to hear your story at 866-348-7884. What is that, you know, bring up in your heart? What, what, do you remember a time maybe somebody stood up for you? You know, their strength? that you saw that this person was really taking command of the situation and they came in and put people in their place. What did that look like? 866-348-7884. I got my good buddy Bill here. Good morning. Who, uh, as usual, I've confused him before he got here so that we, we he didn't know what the subject actually was. He changed the subject in 12 hours. <laughs> Well, originally, this had to do with paying attention. And, and I, I did. I paid attention. I did some study. I got, laid it out. I was all ready for the show. And you went, ha, ha, ha. You paid attention. Yeah, well, it's still, we're going to get to that pay yes, attention yes. part. And and that's actually a critical part of what Kane experienced there. But first, we got Keith in High Point with his story. Keith, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I am wonderful. I'm excited to hear your verse. Well, well, yeah, I don't have a story, but I do have some verses. I've been hanging on to these for quite some time now. But it's in the King James Version uh, in the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 19, where he says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And that that's helped me out quite a bit. You know, sickness, disease, any kind of problems. And uh, it's not a, a blab it and grab it, name it and claim it type of thing. It's just something that you believe in. And uh, that that's really helped me out through some difficult times. And also Luke uh, chapter 11 uh, verses 9 through 10 about ask and it shall be given unto you. These are the things Jesus said and, and I believe them. They're, they are true. And uh, that's just what keeps me going through quite a bit. That's so wonderful, Keith. And I, I love what you speak to this concept of authority. And I think throughout the scriptures you see that there's princes and all these different layers of authority that really God is telling us to grab a hold of who you really are here. You, you really have a phenomenal amount of authority. We, we've got, this person was telling me I've got a, uh, I, uh, one of these smartphones, and the, the phone is probably smarter than me, but the uh, the person said, you know, you don't realize what kind of device you have. You, d you don't realize all the things you can do with it. Well, I said, well, you know, that's true, too. That's 
like a lot of Christians, people, we have the Bible. We don't realize all the things that are in there that can, if we study it and, and continue looking at it, and it's, it's like looking at a, a, a diamond, a fine-cut diamond. It's just when you turn it, there's always just a something different coming. It's oh, beautiful, hard. Facets. And, and that, that's our that's that's the words of God. That's Jesus. He, you know, there's. It, it's just uh, it's beyond description. That's all I can say. For me, it is. It is. And it's and it's it is amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Keith. As always, that's very, very encouraging to me. God bless you. I appreciate you calling well, thank, in so much. Thank you for your show because, you know, your laughter, it is very infectious. <laughs> it, when I hear that laughing going on, it just I just smile. I look like a possum, man. I'm going from <laughs> ear to ear, grinning. I'm like, man, that, and, and, you know, a good laugh like that, that's a, that's a true blessing. It's the blessing other people. <laughs> it really you. is. It is. It's 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 a lot of fun, and and we love to have fun on this show. Thank you, Keith. God bless. But you. I will. Thank you for listening. Can, can I say one other thing, please? Of course. Yeah. People are worried about vi- viruses and all that. Uh, I suggest they remember that about Luke and the, but also in the Book of Psalms, ninety-one, verse ten: No evil shall befall thee and no plague come nigh thy dwelling. And, you know, it's, I've quoted that to some people before, you know, they say, where's your mask? Where's your mask? I'm like, hey, and I quoted that to them. They're just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to put one up on them, but that's, yeah, well, that's, yeah. Where, I'm, that's where I'm walking. That's where you're walking. And God yeah, loves you. That's, and, and that's that's awesome. Hey, thanks for your show. Of course. Thank you, Keith. I'm so grateful for you listening every week. It's it's wonderful to hear. It's it's good medicine for me. Same here. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) So, Bill, you know, this is how this started. So, Sunday morning, I wanted to study like I always do. And I was doing like Keith was just describing. I was in the facets, man. I was looking at these verses, these very verses of Cain and studying the word well, which I found out meant Mary. And you know me, I like to laugh. And I was all about, oh, wow, look at that. That's really cool. And all of a sudden, Jesus says, let's go fishing. And I went, really? And I looked outside and the sun was, you know, just coming up. And I I never remember Jesus saying that at this time of the morning, just exactly like this is happening. And I've got to teach the Zoom class for special needs here at, at, at 8.30, and this is like 5 o'clock, at five, maybe 5.30. And I went, really, Jesus, you want to go? F-? He said, yeah, let's go fishing. Well, he knows that I you know, only live about a half a mile from the lake, and, and he knows right where we're going to go fishing. So I'm like, oh, I'm all about that. Let's go fishing. So my rod's in the car, and I just go get in the car, and I go over to where I'm going to fish, and I start fishing. About two minutes into my fishing experience here, all of a sudden, because when I set out, I was like, oh, good, I get to go fishing with Jesus. I mean, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to go fishing with Jesus. Well, about two minutes into it, I've forgotten all about Jesus. And I was like, oh, my goodness. He said, let's let us go fishing. And here I am two minutes into I this I bet thing. you took a pole and not a net, too. I tried fishing on the other side of the dock. It didn't catch anything over there either. No, actually, I did catch some. But 
More importantly, I began to really pay attention to think about the very verse that he was trying to illustrate to me, right? He says, if you do well, you should be accepted. Well, apart from me, you can do nothing, Robbie. So if you want to do something well, right, you need Jesus in there. So Thursday morning, I'm going to teach on this with my Christian Business Men's Committee meeting and and... (laughs) So Gaither, my you know, like friend for four hundred years, is is there with me and we're just talking to have a good time. I'm gonna make the coffee. So as I'm making the coffee, there's coffee filters that are in a container, and then there's the place where I'm supposed to put the coffee that's in the coffee maker. Well, I pour the coffee with a little scoop into the filters that are still in the filter container. And Gaither looks at me and he says, Man, I'm glad I saw you do that. <laughs> He says, says, it makes me feel so better to know that you do that kind of thing too. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I wasn't paying attention. And it hit me. Like, oh my goodness. How much of my life do I go through where I'm not paying attention? So before Cain ever had to struggle with sin, it says here, if you do well, right? You'll be accepted, and and that word has to do with dignity. It's really, really a cool word. But it says, if you don't do well, well, then sin, you've you've opened the door, right? It says, sin is crouched, it's lying at the door. So, wait a minute. I don't have to deal with a crouched lion and take authority and all that other happy stuff (laughs) if I do well. And all i got to do to do well, Bill, and here's where it comes. If I pay attention, if I stay walking with Jesus, if I could stay where, you know, Keith was talking about, looking at those facets. Yeah. Now, once again, I started studying from a different place, but I ended up going to who's in charge of everything, God. And what I got out of this was that if I've got a joy in my life and if I'm going to have joy walking with God, if I want to go fishing or in my case hiking and spend time talking to God and I'm looking forward to it and it's fun that that's what God wants out of my life he had me I was created and knit together because he wanted me to pop out of my mother and crave want to spend time walking and talking and thinking and listening to God and lucky for me My wife's voice sounds just like God. (laughs) Well, what's your story? We would love to hear your take on this. 866-34-TRUTH. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Who is Sin's ruler today on the Christian Car Guy Show? We've been talking about that according to God told Cain he was in year to rule. So what does that exactly look like? We would love to hear your story. Maybe you've seen it happen. 
866-348-7884. Not only do I have Bill Mixon in here with me, I have my good friend Darren Kuhn. Because we're here to promote a, a boot camp that's coming up April 16th through the 20th here in Winston-Salem that we do. But it's got a lot to do with this authority question. It really does. I've been thinking about this particular question of rule and dominion for uh, about three or four weeks now, um, solid for various reasons. But um, this idea of having rule and dominion over sin, God made us to be rulers, to be kings and have dominion over everything here on earth, including sin. And so uh, we don't do that through our power. We do it through Jesus' power. But the issue is, yeah, it's very real. Um, when you suddenly become tempted with something, um, the thought hit me years ago. Um, I was listening to a podcast of somebody that I follow a lot, and he was talking about how lust kind of jumped on him all of the sudden. And, and he started kind of going with it, and then he stopped, and he went, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. I haven't had a problem with lust in years. And then it hit him. That's not me. That's somebody I'm getting ready to counsel. And the enemy doesn't want me helping that guy get free. And so he stopped and he said, no, I have rule and dominion over my life. I have rule and dominion over the problem of lust. And you hadn't been around here in a while, but I don't have a problem with you anymore. So get out of here. And literally in Jesus name, um, sent the roaring lion on his way. And uh, that really changed my perspective. I love Beth Ann uh, doing that. Uh, that changed my perspective on that whole issue. When I struggle with something, when I'm tempted with something, especially something that hasn't been a norm in my life or, or recent in my life, um, that thought hits me. And I think, nope, wait, Jesus said, take every thought captive. And some of those thoughts aren't mine. You know, we think when we hear that, take every thought captive, Jesus said through Paul, um, we think he's talking about our thoughts, and he might be, but he may also be talking about the evil one's thoughts or someone else's thoughts who have called me something or said something about me. I don't have to take that. I can take rule and dominion over it. I love in Pilgrim's Progress, which, you know, since we're doing Plymouth's Progress on Christian Car Guy Theater, I'll pitch that a little bit. But when he's walking through the valley of the shadow of death, if you recall, he starts hearing a voice that he thinks is his own mm -hmm. that's blaspheming. Yes. And he does and he thinks he's the one blaspheming. And and it's really you know, Bunyan's genius mm -hmm. and and connection to God to share this with you that sometimes literal words and things come into your mind that, that that you it sounds just like you you talked about it sounds like your wife bill i mean this stuff sounds like me mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it isn't me and, and there and there are some insight along those lines where you can take that thought captive and go wait a minute i got you that's a lie right there and and i just kind of made the connection to that the letter that says rule, you know, there's like you shall rule is what it's translated. But all they do is in, the, in, in when God wrote this out for Moses, when he put it into Genesis, there's just one letter and the letter is truth. And it, it's the last letter in the, in the Hebrew alphabet. And so it's like the end of the story is you rule, but it's also truly you rule. So see the truth and, and it sets you free from this kind of shenanigans right bill it, 
I, I like the idea that if you stand in there in God's company and join your time with him, you've got so much more power over everything that's going then than if you're trying to hide from him and you're living in fear or you're trying to accomplish things that you know if you talk to him about that he'd shake his head. Walk with him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or fish. Or fish, <laughs> or hike, or you know, go build a house. You know, Darren's doing that, and, and and certainly that journey has been has been wonderful. I need to switch gears a little bit to the Jesus Labor Love, which is car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis. And and so, God's really put it on my heart lately that that I need more margin in my life. Like I got too many things on me, and you need to create some margin and one of the places that you really need to create some margin is you need some help with the Jesus labor love because currently as far as full-time volunteers with Jesus labor love you're you're talking to the only person that does it okay or you're listening to the only person that actually makes the phone calls to the applicants make the calls to the car repair places all that stuff is is accomplished all the bookkeeping and the stuff it's all one person okay now Bob Young's wife helps me sometimes with the taxes and the other stuff as far as accounting for the money. But the rest of it, I could really, and what I need, so I'll just be honest how you can pray for me. And, I, and I'm not asking you to volunteer. What I ask you to do is pray that God will send the person to help me do this. And this person needs to be gifted in dealing with people because you're calling an applicant who's hurting, who's scared. Nobody likes to accept charity. And and the ability to pray with those people and get them at ease so that they feel comfortable in sharing the real need and what's really going on is 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 a critical skill set. And I need that I need that person who could come in and 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 enjoy. I mean, do well with this. In other words, I'm like I, I look forward to the concept of calling these people who are literally hurting. And, 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 and trying to discern what the need is and what's the best way to meet that. And so, of course, you can go to christiancarguy.com and you can see the Jesus Labor Love. You can see my email if you if you want to do anything along those lines. But clearly, what I need is your prayers. So I'm roaring right now. <laughs> In my own way, I'm saying i got to get some help. Can I say something on behalf of you and Jesus sure. Labor of Love? So if you're listening... And or you know somebody, maybe it's a church secretary, maybe it's a part-time uh, person who volunteers in other Christian ministry or is in paid Christian ministry of some sort. Maybe you work for a corporation who has a uh, a corporate culture of really caring about other people. Um, and let's say you have. 10 or 15 minutes during your day that you could make a phone call or two, uh, send an email or two, or just kind of be a liaison for a minute or two. It, it doesn't take a lot, but if you're in a pretty standard uh, office, pretty standard place, that sort of thing, you're not running constantly. Um, or that, working from home. Yeah, or working from home, that fits you perfectly. And it's there's so many benefits. Um to, I mean, just hearing all the stories that you've told me personally off the air over the years of how you've been blessed by being able to pray with somebody who's in need. Um, if you have the gift of prayer, if you have the gift of compassion, perhaps 
you know, God could use you to help yeah, Robbie a, out in this it's regard. A, it's a phone thing completely. It's an ability to call, enjoy the call mm-hmm. to somebody you don't know and, and discover, you know, what God, where God is in this and help them see that God is in it. it and you've pretty hard. much done all the hard work. It's, it's this person is just taking some time off of you so that you can move on. So, thank you. Thank you. We can be praying for that. I need to mention that there is a really exciting show coming on at 1 o'clock today on the Truth Network. It's Amy Cabo's The Cure. She's got Lieutenant Colonel Sangri, a retired uh, with the U.S. Army, talking about the protest. And so it's going to be a neat show. It's called The Cure. It's on 1 o'clock on the Truth Network. You don't want to miss that if you're listening to the truth. And other stations, you can go to her podcast. It, 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 it podcasts live. So we are so grateful that you listened today. Thank you for Darren. Thank you for Bill again. Uh, Always a pleasure. All this stuff's at ChristianCarGuy.com. All my scripture references, all this stuff. Please go to ChristianCarGuy.com and connect with the Jesus labor of love. Remember, as I always say, and this has why I'm trying to get margin in my life, margin in my life, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.